The St. Louis Cardinals finish off the Dodgers thanks to another big game from shortstop Paul DeYoung. Do we owe Paul and Mo an apology? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hafford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. You can find us wherever podcasts are available. We're free. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Also available on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. On Sunday, the Cardinals beat Clayton Kershaw on the Dodgers by the score of 10-5 to to take 3-4 of in the series and in their homestand at 5-2. and the team has now won four series in a row. They're 11-3 since May 7th and have jumped into third place in the NL Central, five games back of first place Milwaukee. This team is trending in the right direction, and a lot of the credit will be given to guys like Nolan Arenado, who, who is wreaking havoc on the league after a very ugly beginning to the year. Uh, but we all kind of knew we'd figure things out, right? Like, we knew eventually. We kept saying it. He's going to be fine. Um, he's Nolan Arenado. I mean, come on. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt doing MVP type stuff again this year. Okay. He's been solid. Nolan Gorman has been a revelation in year two and has become an elite left-handed slugger. Now, personally, I never lost faith in him. I stuck up for him last year. I stuck up for him in this offseason. Wasn't a huge surprise that he was going to be good this year. He's been better than I think anybody could imagine, but I had a feeling he was going to be a pretty decent part of this club. Wilson Contreras. Went over that last week, has been the upgrade they expected offensively at the catcher position. But the real surprise to me has been the offensive production that Paul DeYoung is providing. And I don't know anyone, anyone outside of the Cardinals front office, their coaching staff, and probably Paul and his family that actually stuck by this guy through all of this. If you did, then good for you. Because he is proving all of us doubters wrong. And he's doing it in a big way. I was a doubter. I was the one who told you that he was going to be on this team, whether you liked it or not. And he was just going to be kind of like a bench guy. Oh my gosh, was I wrong? He has been way more than that. This past offseason, the Cardinals, they had the opportunity to make some big free agent acquisitions, if you remember. You had a, a few starting pitchers out there that many, including myself, thought would make a, a solid difference in this rotation. Now, depending on what you believe, the Cardinals either were outbid by other teams were not a viable option in the first place for some of these free agents, or never were really interested in any of the guys who were free agents in the first place. The story continues to move around. We're not exactly sure what the truth is. Again, it's what you believe. I personally believe the Cardinals kicked the tires on some of these guys, heard what they were commanding, and were like, okay, never mind. <laughs> no thanks. And again, out of the big names that were available, Carlos Rodon seemed like someone that maybe they could land that that was like the closest one that they probably had a chance on but hasn't even pitched this year it's been a been a huge bust for the New York Yankees thus far so kind of like whew, glad we didn't 
give him a lot of money, right? Because we don't know when he's going to throw. The other position that intrigued many fans, including myself, was the shortstop position. Because for the second year in a row, you had some pretty big names that were available and arguably the most difficult position on the field. Uh, The previous year was names like uh, Trevor Story, who ended up signing with Boston. Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon both go to the Rangers. And then Javi Baez went to the Tigers. Now, if you look back, Story signed for six years, $140 million. That's $23.3 million per. Was playing second base last year because Boston still had Xander Bogarts. And now he hasn't even played this year, still trying to come back from elbow surgery. Javi Baez also got six years, $140 million at $23.3 per. Hit 238, 17 home runs, and 67 RBIs in year one. This year, he's hitting 228 with three home runs and 19 RBIs through 42 games. So nothing special, but 17 home runs, 67 RBIs, uh, decent production, right? Uh, Corey Seager, 10 years, $325 million from the Rangers. That's $32.5 million per. Hit 245 last year, but had 33 home runs, 83 RBIs, and he played in 151 games, so relatively healthy all year. And if there was going to be a knock on Corey Seager, it wasn't anything that he was doing on the field. It's, can he stay on the field? He he gets hurt a lot. This year, he's only played in 15 games so far, hitting 382, three home runs, 12 RBIs in those 15 games. But again, will the injuries be a problem for him? Marcus Simeon, I love this guy. I I thought he was great. I knew that they weren't going to go after him. I knew he was going to be expensive. Actually didn't get as big a contract as I thought he would. Seven years, $175 million. He's a little bit older. He was already in his 30s on this one. Uh, $25 million per, though. Hit 248, 26 bombs, 83 RBIs. Also stole 25 bases last year. That's a big part of his game. This year, he's hitting 305 with seven home runs and 38 RBIs. He's been very good. And in my opinion, has been the best buy out of all of this group because I'm still not sure Corey Seager is ever going to stay healthy. To play in 151 last year was crazy. Uh, this year, you had another crop of shortstops that were very, very good. Trey Turner goes to Philly. Xander Bogarts to San Diego. Dansby Swanson to the Cubs. Carlos Correa, who ultimately ended up re-signing in Minnesota after all those issues with his physical in both uh, San Francisco and New York with the Mets. I personally wanted Trey Turner. I loved him in Washington. I loved him in L.A. He's a solid player. Seemed like a very Cardinals type of player to me. Not a lot of flair or pizzazz, although he's got the smoothest slide in baseball, right? Uh, But very steady, calm demeanor. He wins wherever he goes. He's got all the tools, speed, power, can hit for average. He's good enough defensively. You can get by with him. But it seemed like he wanted to go to Philly. Like there was never really a rumor that he was going – really anywhere else. Like, it seemed like it was Philly most of the time. The Cardinals were linked with Dansby Swanson at one point. Uh, We heard those rumors, remember, in the offseason, and we were like, oh, really? Interesting. And those didn't last very long. They got squashed right away. And none of them came to St. Louis. None none of these guys, none of these shortstops came to St. Louis. Instead, the Cardinals decided to stick with the duo of Tommy Edmond and then Paul DeYoung, right? And I wasn't thrilled with this. Not a lot of people were. I thought this was a chance to really improve what was an already good lineup and make it great, to to take it to that next level, to like a world championship level. It wasn't going to be cheap. We knew that. And the Cardinals either, depending on what you believe, once again, either didn't want to pay that much. The players didn't want to come to St. Louis anyway, because some of them kind of knew where they wanted to be. 
like Swanson going to Chicago. That seemed like where he wanted to be. Or the Cardinals were never really that interested anyways. So what I thought would be a fun little exercise today was to kind of look at what these guys are doing and then see what Paul DeYoung is doing. So let's do that, shall we? Uh, Trey Turner got 11 years, $300 million, $27.2 million per. In 45 games this year, he's hitting 257, four home runs, just 10 RBIs. He's got five stolen bases. His OPS at 693. He's been a bit of a disappointment. Like Phillies fans are kind of already growing tired of this and are a little angry about it. Uh, Xander Bogarts, 11 years, $280 million, which shocked a lot of people. $25.5 million per 46 games. He's hitting 257, six home runs, 16 RBIs, OPS at 761. Padres are having some troubles. Uh, Dansby Swanson, seven years, 177. That's 25.2 million per 45 games, hitting 267, four home runs, 18 RBIs. OPS at 783, and let's not forget Swanson, gold glover as well, so you got to factor in how good he is defensively into how he got that contract. Carlos Correa initially was going to get 13 years, $350 million from the San Francisco Giants. Just mind-blowing to me. Physical comes back. He's got an issue in his ankle. So he doesn't sign with San Francisco. Instead, is, agrees to a deal with the Mets. Surprise, surprise, his agent is Scott Boris, by the way. Uh, goes to the Mets instead, agrees with them. 12 years, $315 million. They do a physical. They don't like his ankle, e his ankle either. Uh, they find issues, want to renegotiate. Boris says, no, not doing that. Ends up coming back to the Minnesota Twins, six years, $200 million, but with options, the deal could reach as high as $270 million. So that's $33.3 million per if it stays at just $200 million and then $45 million per if it gets to the $270 million mark. Carlos Correa in 43 games this year is hitting 206 with six home runs. He does have 24 RBIs, kind of gotten hot lately. OPS at 686. Expensive, expensive players who, bang for your buck, I can't imagine any of these guys are happy with what they've gotten out of these guys so far. Paul DeYoung. Are you ready? Paul DeYoung, whom the Cardinals signed to a six-year, $26 million deal in 2018, making a whopping $9 million this year, a number that I and a lot of us complained about this offseason, that we were trapped under this $9 million salary. Oh my gosh, how are we going to survive? Gets called up on April 23rd. Remember, he had to rehab the back injury that he suffered in spring training. He's played in 23 games, so around half of what the rest of those guys have been playing. Paul DeYoung is hitting 282 with seven home runs and 14 RBIs and an OPS of 954. Yes, this is a small sample size, but you cannot deny that Paul DeYoung has been a key cog in the turnaround of this team since he got brought up. Now, they didn't win right away after Paul rejoined the team. It takes more than one guy to turn what mess that was around. And I'm not going to speak for everyone else, but at this moment, I personally, J.D. Haffern, would like to apologize to Paul DeYoung, to John Mosellock, and to Ali Marmel, and the rest of the coaching staff for not believing in their decision to hang on to Paul DeYoung. I thought they should cut bait, get rid of him, leave that spot open for somebody else. 
just just move on. Let Paul go do something else. This isn't a Paul DeYoung personal thing. You know, people love this guy. Really smart guy. Just wasn't producing. Has had some tough years. We were quick to, to bash them for making mistakes, for keeping Paul DeYoung. We got all over him, didn't we? I know I did. So I want to be just as quick to pat him on the back when they do something right, when they make a decision and it works out. So far, it has. Over the last 15 days, Paul DeYoung leads all Major League shortstops and home runs with five. He is tied for RBIs with the Yankees rookie shortstop, Anthony Volpe, uh, over that time with 10 RBIs. He's, thir- he's uh, third in OBP over that time behind Correa and Swanson. First in slugging at 600. First in OPS. Now, here's what I want you to do, because it's what I did. You combine what Paul DeYoung has done at shortstop and what Tommy Edmond has done as shortstop as well. And you can accumulate what other stats everybody else who has played the shortstop position has, but it hasn't been much. The Cardinals shortstop position combined has a 268 average with 12 home runs and 27 RBIs with an OPS of 870. That ranks the Cardinals shortstop position eighth in batting, first in home runs. This is in the major leagues. Eighth in batting, first in home runs, fourth in RBIs, ninth in OBP, first in slugging, and third in OPS. Every year, successful teams find production from guys that aren't exactly the, quote, stars of the team. And so far, Paul DeYoung has been that guy for this team during the stretch of winning baseball. Will it last? I don't know. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not at this level. It remains to be seen. But his emergence, plus you've had the injuries in the outfield, that's why you're seeing Tommy Edmond playing in right field. As ridiculous as it sounds, your gold glove winning second baseman, who if he had had enough opportunities at shortstop last year, probably would have been up there for the gold glove last year. There was one by Swanson, uh, is playing in the outfield. (laughs) That's why this is happening. You want to keep Tommy Edmonds bad in the lineup, but you're not going to pull Paul DeYoung right now. He doesn't, he's not hurting you anywhere. He doesn't hurt you defensively, and he never has. He's always been solid. Uh, I prefer to have Brennan Donovan in the outfield. I, I think he he looks smoother out there. I trust him a little more over Tommy. But some days when you want both of their bats in the lineup, concessions have to be made, <laughs> you know? Without what happens when O'Neal and Carlson come back from their injuries, I have no clue. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But right now, Paul DeYoung is doing special things for this team, and he he deserves the recognition. I got a quick recap on the Dodgers series next, plus a preview of the series coming up against the Reds. We'll do that next on Locked on Cardinals. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same thing when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. You can't have the wrong parts in the wrong car. That doesn't work. (laughs) You know, that's not how a mechanic does it. He doesn't just peel off pieces from something else and just jam it in there doesn't work that way. You got to get the right ones. So the next time you need parts and you need accessories, I want you to head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. 
Okay, that's important. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. Nobody likes not having an automobile available. It's one of the most horrible feelings. Like you don't want to pay for an Uber to get you around everywhere, do you? Get your car fixed up. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Cardinals hit the road to face the Reds tonight, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Thank you to my everydayers for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Appreciate you coming in, being a part of everything. If you are an everydayer, you know that normally after a, ser- after a series, I do a thing called the good, the bad, and the ugly from whatever happened in that series. Uh, against L.A., really not a whole lot of bad or ugly to throw around here, so I'm going to have to be a little bit picky. Uh, on who I call out, a lot more good to talk about, which is, you know, a lot more fun. Uh, We just went over all of the Paul DeYoung stuff, so we don't have to talk about him anymore, but he was great. But how about some credit to another name that we didn't expect to talk about much at all this season, if ever, (laughs) and that would be outfielder Oscar Mercado, who was a big part of the series win this past weekend. He goes six for 11 with three runs scored, two stolen bases. He knocks in five on Sunday. His five RBIs were the most by a Cardinals hitter who batted ninth in the order since pitcher, my favorite of all time, Chris Carpenter, drove in six runs on October 1st in 2009. And guess where he did it? At Cincinnati, which is where the the team is now. Uh, Mercado, what's good about him? Speed, great with the glove. Hasn't always been a great hitter in the minor leagues or anywhere that he went, but got it done this weekend. And when you see production like that and you see him filling a role where the speed and the defense and he contributes offensively makes me want to say Tyler O'Neill, take your time. Just take your time. You know, you need to get healthy brother. Why just, just do what you got to do. No problem. Take as long as you need to. Uh, the bad about this weekend. Um, part of me wanted to make fun of Max Muncie of the Dodgers for his whining after the game on Sunday, but instead take the high road. We'll stick with our guys. Um, again, being picky, because everyone has ups and downs, but Paul Goldschmidt, somewhat silent in this series, considering all of the offense we saw. And he's suffering uh, a bit of a power outage at the plate right now. Now, Goldie did walk eight times in this series, which is huge. That's awesome. Just as good as a hit in a lot of cases, but only had one hit in the series. Scores five times. Great. No RBIs, no home runs. In fact, Goldie hasn't hit a home run since he hit three of them against the Tigers on May 7th. He's also had just three RBIs in that stretch. And it's crazy to think about that. The Cardinals are winning a lot of games right now, right? And the NL MVP, the reigning NL MVP, hasn't really been a part of much of it. That's kind of crazy to me. Imagine if he gets going again, which he will. You know, it'll happen. The ugly, again, I got to be picky. So don't yell at me about this, but Waters Newbar. One for 16 in the series against L.A., one for his last 24. And the thing with Newt is that even when he's not getting hits, he's normally walking a lot. And that didn't happen either. Had just one walk in the series. Pretty unusual for Newt. Again, ups and downs of the season, it happens. Uh, But like I said, considering the offense that you saw in this series, 16 runs on Thursday, you got the donut on Friday, but then six on Saturday, 10 on Sunday, 
it's wild to think that they did a lot of that damage without Paul Goldschmidt doing a lot, but also Lars Newbar, who only scored once in the whole series, and he's your leadoff hitter. So that says something about how, how the rest of the lineup was pretty balanced, and you're getting a lot of production from guys lower in the lineup like Oscar Mercado. So the team is going to head out on the road for the next seven days. It starts tonight in Cincinnati. We're going to preview the series next here on Locked on Cardinals. Our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. And win or lose, you get to keep your cards. They don't go away. People don't beat you and then get to steal your cards. You get to keep them. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. Some really cool stuff here. Of course, you're going to get so rare scarcity cards, things that will help you win more games in the future. But also, you can win game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys. How about VIP experiences where you actually meet MLB stars. All of this can happen through So Rare. So head on over to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com. Draft your team of free players, set your lineup, and start competing today to win some of these very cool epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. The Cardinals will send Jordan Montgomery to the mound tonight against the Reds, and you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. The Cardinals haven't played the Cincinnati Reds yet this year, which is weird considering we're almost at the end of May. But you had the amount of games you play in the division cut down again this year so you could play everyone. Uh, this is the only NL Central opponent the team hasn't played yet, and they might be catching them at a good time. They they just got swept at home by the New York Yankees this weekend. They've lost six of their last 10 and are just 7-11 and 11 in the month of May. Now, they're a better home team than they are on the road. They're 12-12 12 and 12 at 500 at home in the friendly confines of Great American Ballpark, where offense usually thrives. Jonathan India, Tyler Stevenson, Nixon Zell, these are familiar names. Joey Votto has not played for this team yet this year. Um, Stevenson has not had a good year, struggling. Two home runs, 16 RBIs, not uh, not what they were expecting out of a guy that they thought was going to be their cleanup hitter this year. Jonathan India has been very, very good. Nixon Zell, who's had trouble staying healthy uh, in his major league career, has been able to do that for the most part. So uh, he's been okay. The guy that I've really been impressed with is Jake Fraley, left-handed hitting outfielder who leads the team in home runs with just five, by the way but he's got 32 RBIs. They've also called up one of their top prospects in shortstop Matt McClain. He was number five on their prospect list. And to me, he looks like a, a mini Tyler O'Neill. He really does, like a, maybe a couple of inches shorter than O'Neill. but he's got the muscles. He's really, really fast. He's got power, uh, but he's a shortstop. I don't know how long he'll stay at that position, but that's where they got him. Um, the team as a, as a whole does strike out a bunch, seventh highest in the league. And despite playing a great American ballpark, I mentioned that Jake Fraley leads the team in home runs with five. They've only hit 35 home runs this year, which is 28th in the league. Very odd considering they play a great American ballpark, but it's heating up. Ball's going to start flying there for sure. Um, their pitching staff, 28th in team ERA at 5.08, but the starters are the problem here. They're 29th. Their ERA is over six at 6.14, while the bullpen 
hasn't been that bad, really. Ranked eighth, 3.82. Uh, they've got Diaz as their closer, the uh, the brother of the closer for the Mets, who's out for the year after getting hurt at the World Baseball Classic. So uh, the bullpen, it, it, it can be an issue from time to time because it's a lot of people you've never heard of. But at the same time, look at the numbers. They're, they haven't really been the problem. It's more been their starting rotation. Now, tonight's starter is left-hander Brandon Williamson. Six foot six, 210 pounds. Very tall, very lean. Probably looks like when he releases the ball that he's right on top of you. Pitched very well. Major League debut uh, at Colorado last week. Went uh, five and two-thirds innings. Allows one run on two hits. Strikes out six. He's got a cutter. Four-seam fastball. Slider change. Curveball. We don't know that much about him because he just got called up. Red's number 10 prospect. And we know how the Cardinals, <laughs> they like hitting left-handers, but they hate facing new pitchers. And they just don't have, it never seems like they have a very good game plan against these guys. When rookies get called up, I mean, look what the Braves guys did to them earlier this season. It just always seems to be a problem for them. So hopefully they're up for the task tonight. And to uh, kind of help them, just kind of to, to give that a little extra mm, to root them on tonight, because I will be at all four games in this series, by the way. We have a new addition to the Locked on Cardinal show. On YouTube, you can see it. If you're listening on the audio, that's right. I purchased one of the home run cheeseburger phones. And I'm calling them up right now saying, hey, this is what Brandon Williamson does. He throws the cutter a lot. Just be ready for it, okay? Thank you. Got to get this prop, right? Is this not the coolest thing? They're not that expensive. All I did was go on, on Amazon and grab one. So if you want them for your house, I I, I I say go get go get one. It's kind of fun. I like the cheeseburger phone. All right. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. This week, I want to take another look at what's going on with the prospects in the organization. Progression, some cases regression. In the minors, guys like Gordon Graceffo, Mason Wynn, Tink Kens is back. Uh, Zach Thompson, what's he done since he got thrown down and became a starter again? We're going to get into all of it this week at some point, so just a heads up on that. Reminder, you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals Hometown broadcast against the Reds tonight in Cincinnati at SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. First pitch will be at 540 St. Louis time. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube to help our channel and love for the Cardinals grow. You guys are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 